They used to say run to win is the way to win. Well, running backs are going to help that. The rookie class today, the top five for each of us on Locked On NFL Draft. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL Divas of Back, Eric Crocker. And of course, as always, joined by my co-host, Ryan Tracy. He's at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter. I'm at Eric underscore Crocker. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're excited to kind of continue what we've been doing with this top five series and not just a regular top five because everyone has their pre-draft rankings, but what about post-draft rankings? What about where guys land and how does that change the trajectory of their careers? So we want to dive into that a little bit. And today we got the running backs up. This was a fun one because you're looking through and you're trying to figure out, you know, who's going to get touches? Uh, what other running backs do they have on the roster? Most teams don't just have that one primary guy, but... Who has the best case to be that guy, and how sustainable will it be? So, number one guy on your list, Ryan, let us hear it. Oh, don't be surprised. you got to support the quarterback, right? That's what part of this is about. Ken Walker is number one on this list. A, because of the quarterback situation. They are going to have to run to protect him and set up play action for Drew Locke or whoever happens to be standing behind center, right? That's part of it. But it's the way that he runs as well. He's going to have those tough yards that they're going to have to eke out. The health of Chris Carson is a concern here, too. It plays a major factor because when you have Rashad Penny and Chris Carson on the roster, and Carson may not be able to go, long injury history there. So even if he is ready to start the season, you can project that he's probably not going to be in the mix that long. So I think that combined with what Ken Walker brings to the table, I think his opportunity is going to be there just slightly ahead of number two for me. But I really like him being the top back in terms of yards gained. Now, scoring might be a different deal. We'll talk about that after I hear who your number one is. Yeah, and with Kenneth Walker, man, like you hit the nail on the head, just the opportunity. And one really good thing that he has going for him, and again, not to kind of gloss over the injury from Chris Carson, I think that's a big deal. And they just had the picture come out where you could see like the screws in his neck. And I'm like, oh, man, just... Hang up, man. Like, hang it yeah. up. Don't even it's not worth your life. Injury. But, you know, a lot of guys, man, they love playing this game, and uh, they're ready to risk it all a lot of times. But, you know, that health, that's the most important thing. But aside from that, we do know with the Seattle Seahawks, they want to lean on the run game. They mm-hmm. went away from it a little bit last season with the whole let Russ cook campaign. Really, the last couple years, they tried to go into that, and that wasn't their way. Like, Pete Carroll, shout out to Pete Carroll, uh, UOP alum all right university out there in stockton (laughs) california but p carroll you know he wants to he wants to run the rock and that's what he wants his team identity to be and when they were at their best when they won their super bowl and then went to the super bowl uh right after that it was on the legs of marshall lynch and playing stout defense and i think they want to get back to that and i think kenneth walker that's that first piece all right so he's not my number one guy but my number Mm. one guy is Brees hall because as i was going through depth charts and looking at this 
he was the only guy that was actually listed as a starter. Now, an OTA depth chart or, you know, training camp depth chart and all that yeah. doesn't mean much. But someone put that out there and someone made it known that, hey, this is our guy. So out of all the guys that I went through and I'm looking at the running backs and where they landed and whatnot, he was the only guy that was listed as a, as a starter. And that's also interesting because of who they just drafted last year. We're talking about a team who drafted Michael Carter. All right. Mm-hmm. And knowing that they drafted Michael Carter, is like, well, is Brees Hall going to take touches away from him? But not only is he going to take touches away, we're talking about a guy who can really be a legit every down back. Now, they are going to want to get Michael Carter his touches. He is a guy that can run. I think he's going to be a guy that can really complement what Brees Hall brings. And we saw him do a lot of that at UNC, kind of be that complimentary back. There were two backs in that backfield when they had uh, Howell and those guys out there. But Brees Hall, I think he's going to be the guy that really carries the load there. And Michael Carter, he's going to do a really good job of spelling them. But if I know anything about the 49ers uh, coaches and that tree and their office coordinator, that's where he's coming from, playing uh, coaching under Kyle Shanahan for years, they will ride their running back. And I think yeah. Reese Hall, I think that's the guy that they're going to ride. Well, I'm glad that we got into this because he's my number two for a lot of the same reasons. The only reason I put him behind Walker is even though he's the starter, and, and from what I hear in OTAs, he is the starter as well. They're giving him giving him that look. But when you take it back, last year's most attempts on that roster was Michael Carter for 147. That's it. Tevin Coleman with 84, 61 to Ty Johnson, who I actually like, by the way. But that's the thing is, like, you have this quarterback situation that you have to prop up. Now, you got Elijah Vera Tucker on, on the left guard spot, and you got Makai Beckham if he comes back healthy. I feel like you can run left all day long. You got your guy, Lakin Tomlinson, at right guard now. That's a big plus. So it's, I think it should be more efficient. But I think at the end of the day, the coaching staff still has to find out what they have in Zach Wilson. They still have to push the pass game. And I just don't know if that equates to more actual carries for Brees Hall, even though he is the starter, than what we might see out of Ken Walker in the end anyway. So that's that's why I have those guys really close, but I have them just a little bit flipped. In the end, it might be a toss-up. Do you think the the ranking, like how we're doing this, is this based on yards or touchdowns scored or how many passes either of them catch, Like, or is it all like combined? I guess you can combine it all and just say, okay, it's for fantasy, right? For right. fantasy purposes, which guy would you take first, right? Mostly the guy that's going to score you the most touchdowns, get you the most yards, and really the guy that you're thinking is going to get the most touches. And mm-hmm. I think based on that, I think Brees Hall might be at the very top there. Mm-hmm. I am going to tell you who my number two guy is and who I think will get the second most touches as a rookie coming up next. Yeah. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices that you won't find at your traditional jeweler. Whether you are ready to pop that big question or you are celebrating a milestone moment, find the jewelry that is as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry, no matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On NFL Draft listeners get $50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive engagement is ready to go. And when you check out, use promo code LOCKEDON. 
That's promo code locked on. Plus, every order is insured and ships free, and it arrives in discreet pa- packaging that won't give away what is inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece at BlueNile.com today. We definitely want to let you know that the Ultimate Mock Draft has now started. It started June 16th with over 50 insiders. Nothing equals the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft. The Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts plus the Odyssey Insiders as well. The first pick was June 16th, and they're going to continue doing that. So search Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss out on a pick. All right, so you told us who your number two guy is, and it's yep. Brees Hall. And obviously, Brees Hall is my number one guy. Coming out of Iowa State, I think he's a three-down back. We're talking about a guy who can be in there, pass, protect. He can catch out the backfield, and we know he's a tremendous runner. One thing we didn't touch on is scheme. How much that helps with where you're going? Again, I talked about that Shanahan tree, and some of the guys that are coming, coming underneath him, well, they're good with that outside zone, and they want to do a lot of that. Well, Brees Hall, that's where he excels. Right. Is he a power back? Is he going to run between the A and B gap? He can, but I think he's going to make his money really with his vision off the edge, and I think the marriage between him and his offensive coordinator in that scheme, that's what's going to really put him over the top. But my number two guy, and th- this is going to be a little bit out of left field, and don't worry, I'll get to I'll, I'll I'll get to Kenneth Walker. All right, but Damian Pierce huh. out of Florida, drafted to the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans, and we and we talk all the time to our guy John Harris. Their run game has been abysmal. They are looking for any spark, anything to really get things going. And yep. Damian Pierce was a top five running back for a lot of people in this class. Mm-hmm. And I think he landed in the perfect opportunity for him to really take over and really get those touches. Right now, they do have a couple of guys listed ahead of him, but I'm curious to see will it hold up. All right, Marlon Mack, we know him most notably for his time in Indianapolis. I right. think he is better suited as a spellback. Uh, mm-hmm. Rex Burkhead, he can run the rock a little bit, but again, he's better suited spellback. as a spellback. So who can be that every down back? I think it's Damian Pierce. I think he's going to get the touches. I think they're going to look to get the rock in his hand. I think early downs, he's going to run that rock. And if the receivers can help by getting open and that passing game open up, I think that's only going to help what they have going on there in the running back. But again, they are desperate to get production out of the running game. And we talked about a back that they had in the past. There, right? Aaron Foster in some of the yeah. years that he stacked up and put together. Well, they haven't had that in a long time. And I'm thinking Damian Pierce. I'm not saying he's going to be Arian Foster, but definitely a guy that's going to help them start to get down in that trajectory and help their young quarterback, Davis Mills, because he's going to need that run game. Yeah, that's for sure. I love his style, and I, I like where, where your head's at. I just see too much competition. You got you got Dari on that roster as well. Um, you got Reese. Uh, Freeman, right? Royce Freeman. He's on that roster too. Like it's thick in that RB room. And I'm just not sure that as a rookie, he's going to step out. So I had him lower down the list for me, the guy that's number three, and this is where it becomes, are you looking for home runs? Are you looking for touchdowns scored mostly in the passing game? Possibly that's kind of the way I'm leaning. Cause my number three guy is James cook with the Buffalo bills as the two punch to Singletary, who we know has some fumble issues, has some catching issues, has a lot of the things that in order, especially when you lose your offense coordinator and you're trying to rely on Josh Allen, you got to be able to play in the passing game. And that is Cook's bread and butter. Walk him in, set him loose, 
let him break tackles and fly into the end zone. And I think that's what's going to happen. In the end, I think James Cook scores the most touchdowns from scrimmage of this RB class. I don't think he has the most the most yards even combined, but I do think he scores the most. So he's my number three guy. So James Cook, I do have him on my list, but not yet. So I'm going to wait okay. to kind of give some of my thoughts on his situation and where I think he'll excel. But I definitely want to get to my number three guy first. That is, now that's Kenneth Walker. Yeah. All right, I wasn't going to wait too long to get Kenneth Walker on this list here. A terrific dynamic back. And I remember early on, I saw some things. I'm like, man, like, is the vision there? Like, is the quickness there, the twitchiness? Because you can watch stretches of games where it looks like he's kind of lacking there. But then he'll rip off a run where you're like, man, that was kind of special. Then you see how he tested. You're like, man, he tests off the charts, especially for a back that has really good size like he does. So Kenneth Walker, for all the reasons I said before, you put him in that Seattle Seahawks offense. They want to run the rock. Yeah. I don't know how much they believe in Rashad Penny. I mean, this is the guy that was drafted really high, and they haven't had that type of success. I do believe, I believe it was later last season, he started to come on a little bit. Mm-hmm. He started to get in a little bit of a rhythm, all right? But the fact that they drafted a running back as high as they did with Kenneth Walker, that kind of lets me know where they're trending. And they're trending towards going away from him and also going away from Chris Carson, who we know is dealing with that really bad injury. So yeah. uh, Kenneth Walker, I expect – at some point, him kind of step in and be that guy. And, you know, you look at Kenneth Walker, the size, how he runs. They might see a little bit of Chris Carson in him, right? A, a guy that was that bruiser, powerful runner. Again, maybe not to the same extent, but definitely a guy that can bring you some of that thump as well as run away from somebody. I think he definitely has a little bit more of that uh, breakaway speed than we saw with Chris Carson. So Kenneth Walker, that's definitely my number Three guy. We are going to get into our number four and number five guys when we come back from this break. We definitely want to let you know that Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments in league reviews and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over right now to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action going on at BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, I've been letting you start everything off. I'm going to start this time (laughs) with my number four guy. All right, and this might come as a surprise to a lot of people, but I'm going to go with Tyler Algier, running back out of BYU, playing for the Atlanta Falcons. Again, the Atlanta Falcons, man, they have leaned heavily on Cordell Patterson as their main running back. How much Mm -hmm. do they want to continue to do it to where he's just getting the bulk of the carries? Do they want to split those carries with someone else? If so, maybe it's Damian Williams. They got him in there. Or... Maybe it's Tyler Algier. I think he was one of the, I don't want to say underrated backs. I think his 40 time, not really being as fast as people were kind of expecting or thinking that he could run, maybe knocked him down some boards a little bit. But we are talking about a guy that when you put on film watching Zach Wilson, I always came away with, man, who's this running back? Who's this running back? Like running away from guys. Okay, you know, he runs kind of square to the line of scrimmage with those uh, square shoulders. I'm not saying he runs like this 
guy in the sense of he's going to be it, right? But Marshawn mm-hmm. Lynch, he had like kind of that wide base with how yeah. he ran and, you know, he can lower the shoulder a little bit. I thought he ran away from guys nice. I thought the vision was nice. And I thought he had good hands out of the backfield. So this is another guy, and they are really trying to get the run game going. I mean, when was the last time we saw a legit run game with the Atlanta Falcons? I mean, it, it, it's been a while. Just Jabal? Right? <laughs> I mean, it might be that long. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's, it's historically, they've had good running backs, right? Atlanta, didn't they have work done? Didn't they have guys like uh, Steven Jackson? I mean, we've known them to have these backs that they lean on. And then just as, you know, recently as the Shanahan era, they had two guys, Tevin Coleman and uh, Freeman. But, and those guys are kind of interchangeable. One guy was more of the guy, but they have backs that they leaned on. And right now, I mean, unless they're just going to continue to tell us Cordell Patterson is a running back, which that's what we saw last year. I don't know. It just seems... It seems a little tough. I think that they are hoping that someone can kind of take on that role and at least make it to where that person, there can be a 60-40 split with carries mm. and maybe free Patterson up to lo- do a little bit more and not have to utilize him solely in the backfield as much. But uh, what do you think about that? And who's your number four guy? You know, I, I like the way that you're thinking. It's, it's about breaking in and about proving that you can do it. But then beyond that, it's about the coaching staff deciding to do it because I think they like the possibility that Patterson brings. Any snap, you could see him doing something. And I think sometimes coaches get lulled into that. Well, he could pop this one. We're not going to give the young guy, the guy that's maybe a little bit more plotting. We're not going to give him the chances because you know at any moment, Patterson could go off. That's kind of that's that's the only reason that I hold back on him a little bit because I think the staff's going to like want to stick with what worked for them, at least in small part. Last yeah. season. We'll see if that comes along. And that leads into my fourth guy because I, I, that's the threshold he has to overcome as well. But I like his chances because Austin Eckler has been hurt a lot over the last few seasons. Johnson is gone from the backfield. So Isaiah Spiller is the backup right now, and he's going to get a lot of touches. And I feel like when it gets down to it and they have to get in, especially the red zone, they don't run very well in there. And I think that's something that Spiller can help with. I, I I know he didn't test that well. I know he's not the breakaway speed guy. Okay. But I think he can do more for the Chargers like he did at Texas A&M than, than I think all, some of the other backs trying to make that transition as well. I like the fit. I like the scheme. They're going to give him the ball in the situational scheme that he'll get opportunities. I do think he can catch as well. And with Herbert, you always have to be able to do that. So the real question for me is can he protect enough to get on the field in spelling Eckler more than just when Eckler's hurt, because you know he's going to be. But I like him to finish pretty much in the top five. I, I put him at four just by a hair. Yeah, Isaiah Spiller, that's another guy that I really like. And, you know, heading into the draft process, he was one of my top running backs coming out of this draft. And then you kind of continue to watch, you see certain things, you see how they test, how does that skill set translate to the NFL. It knocked him down some boards a little bit, but definitely knocked him down a lot more wow. than what I was originally <laughs> expecting. Talking about a guy that went – Pick 123, all right, middle of the fourth round. I was not yeah. expecting that from Isaiah Spiller. And we talked about how Texas A&M, those guys, they, they didn't test well at their pro day. So I don't know if it was something with the training or wherever they were going or somebody that was timing those guys just had an extremely slow clock. But those Texas A&M players did not test well, and it hurt a lot of them, including uh, Isaiah Spiller. Uh, but my number five guy 
I talked about having this guy on the list. You had him on yours, but James Cook. This is definitely a guy who I'm expecting to get a lot of touches. Got to beat out Devin Singletary. And Mm -hmm. with Devin Singletary out there and Zach Moss and some of these other backs, there was one game, I believe it was Buffalo against the New England Patriots, where for an entire half, the whole first half of that game, they did not run the ball with a running back. The only person that carried the ball in that first half was their quarterback, Josh Allen. And that was an incredible excuse yeah. me, that was an incredible stat. I don't know if I've ever heard that with anyone else where no running back touches the rock and a half. The only person that gets to carry is a quarterback. And the and the quarterback led them in rushing, right? I mean that you don't even see that with Lamar Jackson. And he's running right. for over a thousand yards a season. <laughs> All right. So I thought that was incredible. But that lets you know how much they need a running back who can really not just, you know, maybe carry the low, but th- that they have the confidence in to really commit to the run game and get that going. All right, James Cook is a guy who, you know, when you're going through the draft process, you're like, man, 5'11", 190 pounds, that's pretty slim. That's pretty slight. But then he goes to the combine and he weighs in at 200 pounds. I think that helped him. Can he add about five more pounds, right, just so that he can take on that NFL punishment? Now you're talking about close to six feet tall, 205 pounds. I like that build a lot more. He has that dynamic ability, a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield, a guy that they can count on to do those things. And he just brings a different dynamic than what Singletary or Zach Moss have, or even like, you know, Duke Johnson. And I guess he's like a more modern version of Duke Johnson because Duke Johnson coming out, he had a lot of the same kind of similar skill set. But James Cook, I think he's going to get even more opportunity than what he got in college, sharing the backfield there with White. So I'm really excited about what he's going to do. He lands at number five, but I think he can easily be higher on this list. What are you thinking? Yeah, I I still think I, – I have him at three, and, and I think – because I don't think he has to fight for share with Singletary. I think they're going to use them in markedly different ways. And so I think he's going to have the opportunity. I think he's got – Got the burst. He's got that that big playability to take more advantage of his touches than I think Singletary will. So I don't see it as, as a as a limitation for him. I, I agree with you. I, I think he's going to be great. And my number five guy comes a little bit out of the blue, and it's only because there is there is no plan at the running back position. There's no plan on the offense at all for this roster because they don't even know who the coordinator is yet. So who's going to run the ball? Damian Harris? I don't know. Rondre Stevenson, maybe. James White's, I mean, he's older than me at this point, right? I think the guy that's going to make the most of his touches and become a guy that they lean on, especially for Mac Jones, is Pierre Strong. And I think he's got the explosiveness that they need in that offense. You can talk about everybody else catching passes, understanding the offense, doing their role, but he's got the home run ability that they need to bring some kind of spark to that offense. So it may be a slow start for him to the season, but I think as it wears on, He's going to be a guy that in November and December is probably the best back in the game at the rookie level per touch, per carry, whatever you want to do it, late in the season. He doesn't catch up to the other guys in totals, but I think he's going to come on strong at the end of the year. My only problem with Pierre Strong, with what I saw, and he is an explosive back. He's everything that you said. He was definitely more of a one-cut back outside Mm -hmm. zone, and is that what – the New England Patriots are going to do. They've been known to be a little bit more of a power kind of gap blocking offense. And will they deter away from that a little bit by having someone that 
his excels is something a little bit different. I thought any time that Pierre Strong had to kind of stop his feet a little bit, he got in trouble there. Yep. But outside zone, like I was thinking, you know, these teams from like a Shanahan or even like a McVay coaching tree, the guys that are kind of filtering down from that scheme, I thought he would fit great with those and, I mean, be a home run hit, a guy that could potentially run for 1,500 yards. If he has to be more of a power scheme back, can he still have that same success? I think that's the only thing I'm worried about. And with the New England Patriots, you just never know who's going to get the ball. Right. You just don't know. I mean, when's the last time they're like, you know what, we're just going to lean on this running back and like that's going to be our back for the entire season. We don't see yeah. it. Uh, it feels like they maybe do it like based on matchups or, you know, I, I, I have no idea how they <laughs> they do it. But do guys get in the doghouse? Uh, fantasy starting those guys if you're doing like <laughs> fan duel or anything like that it's really tough uh, you know we got bet online here I wouldn't touch the over-unders on running running backs with the New England Patriots just too tough but there were some other guys that I felt like were worthy of potentially being on this top five we're going to get into some of those guys on the next episode when we talk about who will have the best career because having a great rookie season and getting in there that's one thing but having an amazing career and overall being the best and most productive back out of this class, that's a whole nother thing. So I want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, you got Locked On 49ers with myself and Brian Peacock. You got Locked On Chiefs with my guy, Ryan Tracy. And, of course, you can follow both of us at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter. But until then, we'll see you all tomorrow. Peace.